I'ma get on the block, looking for a way to flew. Nigga, how many, how many, me, 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 I know I get to birds. Yeah. Oh. I feel like a whole new person. Feeling like a brand new person. Are we good to go? Let's go. Do you feel like a brand new person? Uh, no, I feel just trash as I've been for the past 32 years. New year. New me. Nah. Same nigga? Nah, nah I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a new nigga. I, I ain't gonna front. I'm a new nigga. You change, man? I ain't gonna say all that, but that's a lot of stuff that I'm not gonna do. Uh, not because it's new year, just... It just so happened that a bunch of foolishness took place at the end of the year, and I was like, yo, I can't keep living like this. For the first time in a good little minute, um, I felt really, really hype about the new year coming. Um, I think it is a big deal that we just moved into a whole like new decade. <laughs> we've, like, done, we've done it before. Yeah, but all right. In 2010, I was touring super heavy. I was drunk a lot of the time. <laughs> I wasn't as like, uh, present. You know what I'm saying? So I, I I I couldn't even tell you what I did for that one. Okay. Uh, the year 2000 was lit because I was in the fifth grade going to the sixth grade, and Will Smith had just dropped a really cool record. And no, uh, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna stop that that line now. So yeah, man. Shout out to everybody right now tuning in to the world's greatest podcast. Run those shares. Run those shares up. Shout out to everybody watching on YouTube. Shout out to our Instagram followers. Shout out to our Twitter. Shout out to uh, everybody, all the DMG Rebels, all the people who are in the groups. We are here. It is the year 2020, and we are super glad that you guys are still rocking with us. Uh, we kicked this thing off in 2019, and now we are moving it into the next year, and it's only going to keep getting bigger. We are now on Spotify, yes, Apple Podcasts, yes. Uh, what else? Google Podcasts, wherever you digest your podcast at, the Rebellious Podcast is now there. So make sure that you go and subscribe, get you some of that, because 2020, we just got way more better content. And, and we're getting better. Yeah, man. We're getting we're, better each week. We're getting real saucy. So And another thing, yo, uh, please give us feedback. We're not anti-feedback, and we are definitely not the kind to where we can take criticism. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. As bad as we roast each other, I mean, you niggas is... Light work, so like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely, <laughs> De definitely. Because yeah. uh, actually, our feedback. Remember when we first started the show, we were like, "Wait, <laughs> that was a game changer." Whoever okay. Shorty was, like, "Yo, move close to the Dan camera." Shout out, Danny. Danny yeah. is the one that said this. Like, it was definitely like, yeah, because we were so the vain. Whole camera just had to refocus. Yeah, because we were so vain, <laughs> we wanted people to see our feet. We tried to go <laughs> <laughs> That's how vain we were. So, but now we're definitely close, and you know, we cute. We definitely cute. <laughs> I, yo, you know what? We took a week uh, for holiday and family time, but I ain't even going to front, bro. I've been in the gym, and I look like a little bit lighter on the camera. I ain't mad at it. Uh, I spent this week eating like trash. For the most part, I still didn't eat meat, though. So it's really, I just, a lot of sugar. A lot of sugar. My sister was in town from California mm -hmm. uh, for Thanksgiving and Christmas. and Oh, I know it, yeah, it goes down. Oh, yeah. Cheesecake for her baby brother. Oh, <laughs> cheesecake for a baby brother and i definitely smashed them all yeah uh then for thanksgiving for christmas we had italian so mad cheese a lot of cheese yeah you was you was going hard going in the motherfucking paint nigga what you think nigga so you had a good holiday so um 
first off, apologies. We should have said something on episode 24 yeah. that we were going to take off for Christmas. This is the first first one we took off, which is actually refreshing. And uh, it's true what they say. Absence does make the heart grow fonder. I missed you guys. I'm glad to have everybody back with us on the world's greatest podcast on Wednesday. I think I should do the intro. Let's do the intro. Man. It is Wednesday. It is 9.06. <laughs> and you are in the best place you could be on Facebook right now, except maybe in that bad little ting's inbox. But anyway, you're here with us on the world's greatest podcast every Wednesday, the Rebellious Podcast. Beautiful ladies and players worldwide. I am your host nowadays, and I am here with the one and only. Your baby mom's favorite DJ, the leg day legend DJ. Hi, Q. Well, shout out to Homework Jones. Shout out to Mixtape Monkey. We are in this thing, and um, we got a new episode for you guys. If this is your first time watching it, enjoy. Hang in there. Tune in next Wednesday at 9 o'clock. We'll be right here. Um, look at the old episodes, because now we, what are we, 25, 26 deep? 25. This will be 25. At the end, 25. Yeah, 25 deep. So go back in the back catalog and, you know, check us out. Subscribe to my YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com backslash nowadays. Um, we're getting the Rebellious Podcast, Facebook, Instagrams, YouTubes, all that's coming this year. Pornhub, all that. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, we didn't even talk about that one. Your boy's funny as hell. So have you heard the uh, OT Genesis? Oh, yeah. He, uh, <laughs> come on, man. You know. I, you know. You know. I <laughs> Yo, no, I Keisha Cole felt a way about it, which even made it worse. Like when. All right. When you got the class clown, don't let him get a response out of you because. That nigga's going to really go on you. Oh, it's the same thing. Remember when Coolio took himself way too serious and Weird Al Yankovic? Right. Yeah, which shows, once again, how old we are. But once again, yeah. you, you raised an issue with it, and it only made the clown look even funnier. Even better. So. Yeah, so OT Genesis dropped that remix of Keisha Cole's love song, and it is <laughs> some of the best things to have. He doesn't take himself too serious. He's always been like a fun, funny dude. But how hard he was screaming and... I don't think there's any auto tune on it. It was oh, just man. the biggest. I saw, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> the biggest C's ever. Oh man! But here, you know, let's keep it G. Keisha Cole sounded horrible on her song. Keisha Cole wasn't having it. She seemed hot. She's like, "This is real emotion, and these are real." And this nigga said, "I'm just gonna crip all over this record." She was out. Oh, she was so off key. She was so off key on that song. Really, to be talking, I really, I didn't even know it was a remix. I thought it was her again. My boy is funny as hell. Um, She's like, this is real. Hold on now. Hold on. Hey, you know what time it is. It's official now. Um, I just don't understand how you do that week after week. Uh, well, at this point, it's part of the show. And also, my phone is acting crazy. Like, how does it say the sounds off, but it's still playing? I don't know. Why don't you just press the volume down on your phone? Um, I could do that. So, uh, so Keisha Cole, I would like to hear a remix. I just want, I just wanted to turn into a happy. But I always like when social media tension nah, turns that, into something. Cause, cause, you know, because what he did was even better. Yeah. Nigga just said, you know what? Fuck that. I'm just on the uploader on Pornhub. That's funny to see. Yeah. So that was uh that I guess that happened. Uh, that happened while we were away. I think maybe. So how was your uh how was your Christmas break? What how did it go down? Did Christmas, you get did you get Christmas gifts? break? <laughs> yeah, we didn't take a break. We actually took a break. Like, did you uh did you get anything? Because I stopped getting shit when I turned like twenty. Ironic. I actually <laughs> I did. My well, that same sister, she always gets me something. Laced you. Yeah. All right. See, actually, yeah, she got me a fifty dollar gift card to Amazon, which okay. you 
can go very can, far. Yeah, it can go. Anywhere. So uh, she got me a fifty dollars gift card. Then somebody went to got me a uh, a shirt from Ralph, which is always it's Ralph though. Yeah, it's Ralph though. So uh, that's pretty much that's pretty much it. I was I was good. That's hard. Um. Christmas, Christmas was lit. Uh, oh, it was really good weather on Christmas. So we all, my whole family, yeah. all went and played tennis, yeah. and that was super tight. Like, uh, my mom loves tennis, so okay. she was like, let's do it, bet. So we did that all day. Uh, I think it was like sixty degrees or something. Amazing, yeah, definitely. Uh, didn't get anything. Once you become a grown man, bro, Christmas is really your burden instead of like your thing to celebrate. You just gotta buy everybody stuff. And well, my family knows I'm broke. <laughs> so yeah. I don't have that problem. So I always treat myself for Christmas, and I got myself a Carhartt Chef apron. It's super dope, super dope. I kept a gangster in the kitchen with the Carhartt apron. That sounds so hot. It might be, but it's. I'm not gonna be dirty. I'm not gonna get food on me. Uh, I got that, man. What was the other thing I got? I got the Carhartt apron, and I think I'm gonna get myself another bottle of Creed because I'm done with it. Those things last forever. That is the best. Well, they of all time. well they only need like one or two stories. Yeah, it's part phone for sure. So, yeah, uh, I went, I went crazy at the thrift spots. I went crazy. Oh, those holiday sales lit. I went crazy. So that's really that's what I got myself. I went, I really wild out at the thrift spot, and I also found out that uh, half my closet has to get altered. Oh from, yeah, from the weight loss. So, because I'd be damned if I replaced that whole Ralph closet. So, Shanae, I'm coming. Right. <laughs> shout out, shout out, Sweet Stitch. Hell yeah. yeah. Um. So Christmas was lit. Uh, the food was fire. I made greens, macaroni and cheese. It went stupid. I had gas for like a week. Sacrificed it. This is the real take. We rolled the dice, baby. Um. Not I. Not I. What else? I mean. It's been kind of uneventful as far as uh, news. I think everybody's just had their head down trying to get their ducats in order for the holidays and then for the first and for the yeah, – it's been real. Yeah, I, yeah, not, yeah. I've just been buying shoes and clothes, buying sneakers and shit. That's it. I've just been spending money like once again like I'm not poor. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much it. But nah, outside of that, so, I don't know. But shit, what you wealthy, do? bro. In spirit, no, uh, what mere, mere millionaires. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. So, what you do for New Year's? I'm definitely gonna tell niggas that New Year's. <laughs> uh, New Year's was amazing. Um, we wound up finding a little spot in Kansas City here. I see you didn't find the last three buttons to this shirt you got on, nigga. What those? Matter of fact, I'm gonna start cutting them off because they're useless <laughs> to be real. Players know, but um. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I wound up kicking it. Uh, it was an interesting concept. It's like brunch at midnight and bottomless mimosas, and it was a good time. Uh, all I know is the best moment of the night was as the DJ got more and more drunk, he rapped the whole second verse of a song over the first verse of the song. It didn't stop. You know, when you're like, yo, I, I jumped the gun. No, he just kept it rocking. And that's when I knew I was like, yo, it's only going to get more lit. And it did. It was great. And I danced really hard. That's how you know it was lit. I was dancing. What was your signature move for the night? Oh, you know, just like player a little two step. I wasn't, I wasn't, go, I wasn't like Chris Brown dancing. Ah, uh, <laughs> no, I was, I was stepping uh, the name below. I, I, thought, like, <laughs> I thought it was Chris Brown in the Yo video. I was, <laughs> nah, 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 nah. I got a little hip motion, got a little crazy. You know, I started, you know, 
That starts, yeah. No, you start. That's why I get sexy up there. You start with that. No, you start needle popping. <laughs> oh, that's light. You know, I, I'm good for a needle pop. Um, I hit a Millie Rock serious though. For the first time ever, I hit a serious Millie Rock. Oh, what song was it? What was the record? What even a Millie Rock? It's a perfect. It's a perfect Millie Rock song. I just like. You know, it's you gotta approach a Millie Rock right. Like you gotta come. If you come in off, it's just. Nah. And it's like when the beat drop, it hit right, and then I was like, "Fuck it, it's my moment," and I Millie Rock the shit out of it. It could have been uh, "No Problems" by Chance the Rapper. I'm gonna dance more in 2020. Not to chance the rapper. Nigga, I'm doing all the dances, bro. Not to chance the rapper, you're not. Nope, nobody's dancing. Whoever wants to smoke. Hey, no, I wasn't the only one Millie. Oh, dude, and the baby, when the baby's uh Bop came on to so. see all the fists in the air doing this. <laughs> Like it's a real thing. Did you, I, did you do the gorilla? <laughs> yeah, that's of course. Yeah. Um, yeah. So music is fun as hell right now. Like, uh, it's 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 danceable, but not brainless. Like the baby is rapping his ass off, and the whole club is dancing swaggily to the baby. I'm like, swaggly. damn, this is really a cool space that we in musically. And then what was the other record everybody dance to? Um, I don't know, but. You know I'm being in the club. So I went and I saw this whole thing happening. I'm like, damn, this was fun. I'll do it again maybe one more time this year. Can't wait. One more time. Lord. <laughs> well, you was killing me because whenever we was in the uh in the little lounge. I didn't kill you. I just said you look comfortable. I just said uh, I just said you look comfortable amongst felons and all right. So here's what happened. Here's, all right, so here's what happened, y'all. All right, we're in Wyandotte, uh, my stomping grounds where I grew up. There's a place here called the Firelight Lounge. If you know about the Firelight Lounge, you know about it. You know what I'm saying? It's a, it's a hole in the wall, pretty straightforward. What you see is what you get. What you see is what you get. You know what I mean? A lot of the old players being there, a lot of the it goes down. So I had been in there in some years, and, you know, I was just vibing. And it's one of those places, though, like you, you went to vibe on a Wednesday, you look up, and you're 70 years old. <laughs> at the bar, still like ordering seagrams, listening to requesting the baby bop. <laughs> Talking about how it was the jam back, yeah. You ain't got that. No, yeah. And my posture was that of someone who was gonna look up and be seventy real. Fast. Oh, he was snuzzled into. I was cool. He was so cool. I like I just, lounges, bro. And I just looked. I was like, oh, that's what you're doing. I like lounges, man. I like I like lounges. I like uh, cigar. Bars, I'd be cool. Bro. I mean, I, feel, I mean, don't get it twisted. I'm there every single Friday, entertaining. Yeah, <laughs> but you were no, nah, I was too. You was in your bag. I was too. Cold. You was in your bag. So. I was gonna be there at the bar. I right, now, I right, now. <laughs> you were you were two steps away from being the dude that uh, all the hood basketball players that can't afford sneakers come get the money from. <laughs> that's what you. That's what you about to be. No, you about to be missing. I'm holding lights is going off. You was <laughs> <laughs> nah, the Urban. You was Mr. Urban. Oh no, you was the Urban. We need sneakers. We need sneakers for the basketball team. Oh, um, shout out to Central uh, Central Middle School. Uh, I got a dope ass Christmas card. I don't get that many Christmas cards, but I got one. Uh, they sent it to the shop, and they're just like you know shouting us out for because we did like uh, supplies. It was a little bit late in the year because I bought the supplies <laughs> to be. Right when school started, yeah, but life. So I wound up just taking them to them like I don't know, like three months ago. But I'm sure kids can still use them. They've lost or Typical. used all their other stuff. Typical. So 
Um, shout out to them. I'm looking forward to the podcast, doing more stuff with the youth in our city, uh, at the middle school, the high schools. What's the high school you work with? Uh, right now I'm working with Southeast High School. I have the return of the Kickback Giveback coming January 28th. Uh, that's the last Sunday of the month, and we're doing a clothing donation. That's what we're doing, clothing drive. So it's still board games, so on and so forth. Um, I'll be DJing it, and I'm working on potentially doing the uh, video game pull up. That's so, hard. Yeah, so it's um, it's going to be free for students <clears throat> to come in, and all the items donated will go to the southeast closet for the less fortunate kids that go there. Yeah, bro, this is this is dope. Um, to get to, I don't know, man. It's important to, to stay tapped in with the youth wherever you are. Everybody that's doing that, keep that up and uh, make more of an effort to do it because they are in a weird time. What's up? Yeah, so I can I can't imagine being out here with no guidance at like thirteen in twenty twenty. Right, right, right. Shout out to them. I just DJed a silent party for them, and uh, it was it was odd for me because it was my first time doing it, but they they had a good time, and uh, they always. Uh, welcome me back. So that's all good. And uh, but anyways, why? Back so, to my new year. What'd you do for your new year? Ducked. <laughs> was it going off? Oh, once <laughs> it, I stay in the projects. They were shooting for an hour. Oh, <laughs> to, to the less uh, intelligent. Please shoot your gun at the, the ground. ground. For everybody who has to go out and, and let off shots for whatever celebration. You're going to get the same sound effects if you aim at the <laughs> ground, bro. Like, I don't know where y'all think the bullets go, but they do come back down. At the same rate that they went up. Yeah, so, like, always, if, you, if you're if letting off shots, shoot at the ground. I know it feels very cowboy, and but just... Unless you live in the Sahara Desert or, yeah. <laughs> like, Death Valley. Not on the back of a camel, don't do that shit. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, but, no, they were letting loose for an hour. Dead ass. So I for one o'clock till one o'clock I cannot get any sleep. Well, I'm glad you came back in one piece. Um, yeah, I can only imagine. Oh yeah, it's bad ass. But outside of that, I mean, no biggie. I went out eight. Uh, once I got done shooting, went to sleep. <laughs> My parents real life put pots on their heads like they're <laughs> funny as hell, bro. Like, like not really joking, like. They are funny as shit, bro. <laughs> like, that's become their tradition now. It's like, well, let's go get the pots. And it would be sitting there for <laughs> for like 30 minutes with pots. <laughs> I love them. All right. Oh, uh, bro, so this type of stuff you can't tell me, bro. <laughs> that's, just, <laughs> that's just funny as hell. That's terrible. Oh, okay, okay, okay. All right. So it's a new year. <clears throat> All these people, did you cut all the people off? Are there any people still existing? What is going on? Oh, that goofy ass, I'm not taking these such and such people with me into 2020. No one ever gets left. Not even some, I, no one gives a shit. No, it's not even that. No, they, this is how I know they don't get left. You let them exist till 2000. Man, I'll leave them niggas right where they stood <laughs> forever in, in 2019. Imagine being that one guy. That everyone planned on cutting off in 2020. <laughs> you wake up 20 January 1st, nobody's picking phone calls up. Like the, it's real. The rapture happened. I got left. Imagine. Yeah. That's what this is. The New Year's rapture, where everyone gets cut off and left behind. And not only are you cut off and left behind, I'm a whole new person. So 
does it? Why would I have to cut you off anyway? If I'm a new I, hey, man, what is this? Is this face off? I have no clue, and it's the goofiest shit ever. And I don't get it. I don't understand it. Y'all say it every single year, which makes me wonder how do you keep amassing these people on a yearly basis? I don't get it. I think that the, the biggest thing is if you really invest as much energy on broadcasting, you know, all the energy you spend broadcasting who you're going to cut off and all that other shit, you invest that into nurturing relationships that are healthy and working. Mm-hmm. You can't help but be in a better space. So it's kind of like a red flag out the gate that you're bound to drizzle if you are broadcasting your cutoff list or your. I saw just, a, just do it. I saw a meme that I'm paraphrasing. Basically, like you won't lose like real friends if you start to basically just almost like do what's best, like make decisions that's in your best interest. Get in so, your so bag, forth. bro. Yeah. So like basically, like you lose manipulators and people that really. Think, right. So that's kind of why I just feel like. If you feel like you're doing something for the betterment of you, then yo, people are gonna move right along with you. So I don't exactly. understand how y'all keep amassing all these quote unquote. I don't know. Sometimes people like to make opposition that doesn't really exist. Niggas and love fake struggle. And it's weird because I life hard enough it. already. Why yeah. even but like like you were saying, <clears throat> when you uh if you want to weed out trash people in your life, start making them uncomfortable because every time they come around, their hands are empty. You see what I'm saying? Like, not don't know, like, you don't have anything, you don't have possessions, but I'm saying, like, if I'm working and, like, really, say I'm just digging a hole in the backyard, you're going to eventually feel awkward, like, watching me dig a hole and not do shit. You're like, all right, bro, I'm about to go. And a bum-ass motherfucker will always get away from you whenever work starts happening. Oh, yeah. You see what I'm saying? And the people who stick around with you, that's who you really want around you. You know what I mean? Like, I I will never understand the concept of people with these entourages um, and nobody else has money. Yeah, that's weird. Not only nobody else having money, but that no one's man. bringing me a bag. Like if I got an entourage, I w- I would expect somebody to be coming with some club appearances all the time, or like, hey, here's an investment opportunity or something. Like I, that should be if there's ten people in an entourage and there's like one guy who's the main source of money, I would expect that the other people in the group are all helping to maintain the money. Yeah, it, they're just there or make there. more money. Right, right, right. So I don't know. I don't get it, but. No, I uh, I didn't have to worry about cutting everybody off. Um, the weird thing that you would have to worry... I don't have to worry about cutting people off. I have to worry about people trying to uh, reappear. That's the problem I end up having at the new year. So people that did get left behind, they try and do the... Uh, well, no, duh. They're, it's their new person, bro. You should know this. They're like, hey, come check out the new me. Yeah. <laughs> it's January 1st. I got a whole new me, fam. You, fuck, you might fuck with this me. They'll, they'll never see this old dick again. <laughs> oh, and no, it's a new you, too. So they're nah, like, nah, he might have forgot because nope. he's a new. You know, same old dick, and they'll never put their face on it again. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> this year, though, I think this past year was gangsta as fuck. I thug it out. I'm still here. I'm still rocking. And I think that might be why I'm so excited uh, for 2020. Just because, first off, when first quarter gets it gets rolling again, we back to rolling. Because these past couple weeks have been so slow, like, all around. It's just everybody's mind isn't in the game. Mm-hmm. So now we back to popping. Money about to start moving again. People about to start doing a taxes. I'm about to say tax time. It's, it's <laughs> go say, time. Just say it's tax time, bro. It's go time. So I'm, I'm super excited for it. And uh, I really spent a lot of uh, last year reading and just like when I discovered how many books are on YouTube, 
like for free, mm-hmm. like you can learn so much shit. So I'm going to get a chance to apply a lot of this this year. Um, I'm excited, though. I don't really have a re- re- resolution so much, but I do. What, what's your resolution? Uh, to be more nonchalant. <laughs> and then you're going to turn into a pile of booze. <laughs> just <laughs> to be more nonchalant. Uh, just. Well, here's the thing. When you're nonchalant, as I am. People try and get you to be less nonchalant, which usually just means they just want to aggravate you. So I need to learn to even be more nonchalant so I will have those even fewer moments of aggravation. Whatever floats you up. I mean, every now and again, some, sometimes they will get me out of my pocket and out of my off my square. So I was like, nah, I need to be more nonchalant. So. Can't take yourself too serious. Can't, you really can't take shit too serious. No. And like I said, and a lot of times people trying to do that really just want me to be as miserable as them. Well, so I'm definitely going to be more nonchalant in 2020. Yeah, stay in your back, man. Health, wealth, wealth, and success, man. Yeah. This is a uh, more nonchalant, more Ralph, more Ralph, more, more, less fucks, less fucks, <laughs> more, more money, yeah, more more cars, more clothes. <laughs> more. Who was that? Rick, oh, yeah. <laughs> hustling. That's a mantra. Yeah, so that's that's really my only goal in 2020. Um, uh, a few more sneakers. Yeah, I'm. I'm not even, yeah, it's going to be a good year. That's all I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. I don't like people being able to put their uh, they bad vibes on shit. So it's just going to be a good year. Most of Um, Let's see here. Music. What music do you think we're going to get in 2020? I feel like we're going to get a Kendrick album for sure. What was the last one, 2018? Mm, yep, yep. That sounds about right. And uh, today actually is the 10-year anniversary of the Kendrick Lamar LP and that album is super important to me <clears throat> because that's how me and Kendrick got on each other's radar was on two dope boys shake posted I think it was dream big hustle hard yeah it was dream big hustle hard and the Kendrick Lamar LP were like neighboring posts mm-hmm. so I checked this shit out he checked my shit out and we became mutual like respect for each other's shit so shout out to that and I can't wait for the new Kendrick album <laughs> that, um, that you don't know is happening. <laughs> it's, I think it's gonna happen. I really, really feel like the game need a new Kendrick album. And uh, TDE is always pretty good with their timing. Of they're quiet, but they know when the when the lane is open. So I'm I'm expecting that. I wonder if we'll ever get an Absol album again. Never. I don't feel like we're getting any more Absol albums. Never. I don't know why, but I just feel like we're just never. Not. We'll get another J Rock album before we get Absol. Yeah. 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 Um, and I'm quite sure Kendrick won't be coming until 2021. You think so? Mm, I don't know. He just had a kid, then got married. That's probably why it'll be 2021. Yeah. It'll, it'll be spring of 2021. As long as there's no wash, wash your clothes songs on there, it'll be all good. Mm. J. Cole dig. J. Cole laundry. Something. Most influential artists of 2000, uh, the past decade. Most influential art, Kanye. <clears throat> you can't even hear a good any music that sounds good is Kanye influence. I'm sorry, that sounds that sounds like ridiculous, but not so much because I was just listening to the Highest in the Room by Travis Scott, uh-huh. and then he goes off into this like little movement of it sounded just like um, 
something that he did with Kanye. Then I'm listening to, I mean, everybody's influenced by Kanye so kind of way. Mm. Everybody. So uh, I'm gonna say it's Kanye. I was, I was gonna go. I was gonna go Kendrick. Nah, nah. How? Because you say influential. Yeah. How? Because I feel like most of who we listen to now, which is not Kanye, sounds like the Kendrick Lamar. Actually, like the TDE sound. Like even when you go to Mac Miller, you hear a lot of TDE and Kendrick Lamar. I think overall, you have to have a certain skill set to be able to try to do what Kendrick does. So it's easier to just not try. And I think that's why mm. it's more Kanye, because I can get on auto-tune and sing like Kanye did on 808s and Heartbreaks. I can... Which, I can, Which was the last decade, decade before last, but... Yeah, I mean, the Kendrick influence... Because, really, if we're talking about this... If we're talking about this decade, I think we're literally only talking about Dark Twisted Fantasy as far as big Kanye musical moments. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I, maybe I watch wish... It. Maybe watch it. I think watch it. Yeah, watch it. Yeah, okay. yeah, those two. I just wish that everyone was as influenced by Kendrick to where he would be them because music would sound better because we would have a lot more MCs that are like high quality rapping their ass off, which we don't really have. I saw people say um, J. Cole, but then you have to remember J. Cole sound like Migos on KOD. Oh, yeah. When he came back out, he was like, all right, I'm... I'm he said, I'm going to play ball, basically. Yeah, so. That's what we got. And then everybody loved that KOD album because he said, I'm going to play ball. I really didn't get it. I re- I, eh, I was cool on it. I liked it. J. Cole really, yeah. I think Forest Hills Drive is his, is his like, oh, bitch. Yeah. He, he, he needs to dip What in. do you think that he did better than Forest Hills Drive? No, he didn't. He hasn't. That's uh-huh. literally his pinnacle. But I'm saying, like, he really, he didn't, like, plateau there. Like, he really pinnacled there. And he hasn't given us anything up to that yet mm. so that's what i'm saying like he really kind of same thing with miguel like really miguel has been living off of kaleidoscope dreams for quite some time yeah he had a strong he came out with uh all, all i, I want, want is, is you, you. Yeah. amazing yeah then he came out with uh like really he only has two good albums was it kaleidoscope dreams i don't think so i think there's another album in between that thing kaleidoscope dreams everything was miguel is very experimental uh, and I think you know it's crazy. I think that uh, when he broke that girl neck, that's <laughs> <laughs> not funny. That's not funny. When he when broke he that girl neck, yeah, like WWE style, Hulk Hogan stuff. You notice that his confidence. I think that really hit his confidence because here's because in thing. his mind he really thought he could make that landing. Well, when you an extra type nigga and you could tell that Miguel has always been the extra guy. Yeah. Um, people already give you shit about being so extra. Right. So he did something very extra and it went wrong on a huge scale and everyone saw you being extra and fail at it. I think he took a, a, a blow. Cause after that, he came back out like with locks hippied out, like real slow, like just, it just, yeah. He came back on. It's a vibe type. The male Janae Aiko type shit. Um, I'm so sick of her. But anyway, bro. what happened? Just keep making the same music and sail out. Hey man, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. It's not really working. <laughs> so it's not really working. Um, keeping it G. So the new music we got, we just got this new Travis Scott album. Did you hear it? Yeah, I listened to it today. What you think about it? Um, it was cool except I think when I say like the last two tracks, and which is weird because it's only a seven track project. Mm-hmm. But those last two tracks I couldn't deal with. One of them cat singing. I think it was the sixth track. The dude sing I couldn't take it. You like you don't like Don Tolliver? 
Now, I don't like my male vocalist sounding like they just got kicked in the scrotum. Like, I don't like the whole, like, I like, I like my male vocalist sounding like they actually have testosterone. I couldn't take the whole. Oh, then that wasn't Don Tolliver. Don Tolliver's fire. No, it wasn't. I, Don really I don't, him. that's the sad part. I know it's not Don Tolliver. I couldn't remember who it was, but it's not Don Tolliver. Was it Thug? No. I don't know. It on the track listing, it doesn't say who it is. Yeah, he's doing this weird thing. How do you how do artists feel in 2020 where you're doing these records now and nobody's putting you on the credits? Like, and that's whack because a lot of times that keeps you from progress. Like so, if somebody yeah. wants to reach out to you, it keeps them from being able to do that, especially if you're somebody that's on the lesser known. I ate off features so much after every major album that I did work on, just because my name's on there and everybody's like, oh. That was hard. And if you're not, head. if you're once again, if you're not on title, you don't know who that is. And worst case scenario, chances are your real name is on there, your birth name. Yeah. So they don't know who's who. That's kind of lame. And I would like to see that stop in 2020. Like it was, it was dope at first. Like when Frank Ocean, I get, I get it. When Frank Ocean has Andre 3000 on a record, it doesn't credit him. Yeah. And then it just kicks in. You're like, oh shit. People do it with Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. People, those are cool. Uh, yeah. But like we're bro, multi-platinum artists, yeah, we get with people that we recognize. Anybody with less than fifty thousand Instagram followers, like put their damn name on the song, fam. Yeah. Like that's crazy. Oh, and uh, I was kind of cool on I'm. It was cool on that Pop Smoke record as well. So I made it was basically Welcome to the Party again. And I'm not a fan of how Brooklyn artists are now trying to sound like the grime uh -huh. sound. I'm yeah. cool on that. I like Pop Smoke. I think he's got a cool little niche with that. I like his like music. I like his voice. I like everything about Pop Smoke except for uh because there's another cat named Fabio out of Brooklyn as well. Mm, what a name. Yeah, F-I-V-I-O Fabio. Ah. Yeah, and it, yeah. So, but they love it up there, but it's really based off the whole UK grime sound. And I'm not really here for it. Huh. And which kind of leads me to my next gripe. That's that's how I'm starting 2020 griping. <laughs> <laughs> My next gripe, uh, Doughboy. Oh, so was Doughboy on there? No, Doughboy. Um, Doughboy's album came out since we've been going. I fuck with that Doughboy album until he started like singing. Yeah, he had a gangster ass. Like it feels like Easy E for sure. And, I love how he talks. And that shit. that's my problem. Do you know where he's from? Where? Cleveland. What? That, that's <laughs> I could have swore he was from uh he's from, he's from Cleveland. Hey man, what you gonna do? And that's why I kinda I was like, uh, because here's my thing. I don't I understand like being a fan of different areas and so on and so forth, but I always gotta sound somewhat like home. Right. I have to push my hometown's agenda, especially somewhere like Cleveland. Right. Like, that's somewhere so you should have came out sound like bone. Yeah, well, I mean he tried to. Um well, no, nah, he really didn't even try and bone it. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> that feels so good to have Cam back. <laughs> like yeah. to hear so, a no homo in a pause in an interview with yeah. like with no fucks given is hilarious. Yeah, so like that was that was the part that I kind of couldn't get with is that. And once again, that comes back to the pop smoke. I really can't really vibe with the whole you sound like London and, and mm. the and, it's, and the kind of max b type of but now but outside of that if you really remove the whole my right it's not the top half of it's not bad so the 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 jack boys travis scott album for people that don't know is basically travis scott trying to introduce his crew saying this is my crew without and telling you who anybody in his crew is that's what was weird to me like 
the first record with Don Tolliver on it doesn't have him credited. Then there's a guy on there who's rapping. I think he's some sort of blood from what he was rapping about. But I, there's no credit of this guy's name. The only person that's credited that's from his crew is Sheck West. Here's something I thought about. I thought, all right, so with the evolution of how things are now with this name crediting thing, what if this is a play that artists are doing now? Like, if you didn't sign the paperwork, like if you're not all the way up under me, if you're not signed to me. They learn from Drake. <laughs> you don't you don't get you don't get credit on the record until you till you sign over or whatever. So it might be in the air right now about yo, hey, are you signed? Are you not signed? And they're leveraging your yeah. credit on his on his thing. They learn from Drake in the weekend. Yeah, a lot of people do that. A lot of people do that. Um, I'll do you one better. I'll give you the best example, better than any example you can give. You remember the Jay Z song? Just want to give it to uh, give it to me. Who was on it? Uh, Emilio Sparks is the person that's doing. Give me that sweet, that funk, that uh -huh, yeah. He didn't have his publishing together. Uh. So they dropped the song since his publishing wasn't together. He basically, by the time it got together, so much of the money was already getting doled out. And as you know from publishing, the longer it goes, the less those returns are. Mm -hmm. So by the time he got it together, all the money was gone. Damn. That's rough. So Artists, get your paperwork yeah, together. He didn't have it together. Um, yeah, it's a few stories like that, but just think about how, how monumental that song is, still gets played today. I didn't know that was him on there. Yeah, Emilio Sparks. Wow. It's an interview of him, like, I want to say early Vlad, when Vlad was interviewing people outdoors, and it's kind of sad. <laughs> it's kind of sad because Joe Bunn's one of them, too, and it's funny. But it's sad watching him get interviewed because he's trying to play like it's cool. He ain't really fucked up about it, but I'm like, nah, nigga. You nigga, you sick. Up. You missed out on those. Yeah. Those you missed out on a number one classic record publishing check. You right. definitely could have changed your life. So, so um, oh, with the Travis Scott project, I was going to say I really, really like this because for the first time to me, he sounds like Texas. He's starting to sound like actual Texas. Those beats are so slow and just it feels like I'm listening to like Big Mo or something. He had, he had some moments on Astro World where he got into that. Right, right. So he's like he's on this project. It sounds like he's mm -hmm. fully in Texas now. Like he's sounding like you're saying you want to mm -hmm. sound like where you're from. Mm -hmm. He sounds like Texas. And. I fuck with this. I, really I feel. Do. I feel. Even on sicko mode, he had moments. He he interjected. He had uh, who was it? Uh, there's Hulk a track and uh, yeah. There's a track on or on this album that breakdown on sicko mode that you want more of mm -hmm. that you don't get. Mm -hmm. He made that a whole record on this yeah. album, which was fire. So um, he definitely he had R.I.P. Screw. Yeah, yeah. He he's definitely touched back on his Houston roots, and I and I like that because you always got a rep for home. Hell yeah. Uh, we got some new Cameron. Finally, we got the new Cam out here, and this is. His best project in hella years. Well, I mean, it's his only project in hella years. Uh, after Come Home with Me. No, Killer Season was nice. Killer Season was all right. I got to go back and listen to it. I remember the first Purple Haze I did not like. First Purple Haze. I saw somebody trying to, like, champion it. I was... Yeah, I was like, all right, now. You just you could tell Cam didn't give a shit. Now, Cam's whole attitude is, I don't give a shit. But on this one, it's the funny, sarcastic, I don't give a shit, like, and he's rapping his ass off on here. Definitely, definitely. He's got a bar that's um, learning dis. I'm a learning disabled trash can. I get dumb paper. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing that's always been funny as hell about being a Dipset fan mm -hmm. is you piss other rap fans off. Yeah. Because lines like that, and we laugh, and it makes people mad. But it's like because I know this nigga can rap. Mm -hmm. You're taking it too serious, and that's why it's always fun to listen to Cam. So like, you're gonna get mad at Cameron, but listening to Ghostface is kind of Ghostface never hit you with the Louie Gooey Dewey Ooey. 
like ever. Okay. Now, but, don't give me out and please before somebody gets on here uh trying to rant rave, like definitely don't you can miss me with that because I definitely could rap Ghostface forward and backwards. But yeah. I'm just saying he definitely hit you with mad non sequiturs and <laughs> I'm uh this year though we low I feel like we did get a dipset album this year between the Jim Jones project and the Cameron project. Yo, like yeah, and I just listened to the Jim Jones I, yeah. when we were doing the album wrap up, mm-hmm. and it was I just realized a lot of albums I didn't listen to that Jim Jones is not crazy dog. Like and the heat makers are still making heat. Like this is is so nuts that um they didn't tweak their sound that much. It just sounds a little bit crispier, and they're not using like. They're not using trap beats at all. They're staying I sounding can, like themselves. I can go for a little bit more bass, but eh. it's real tinny on some of those. Yeah, it's real tinny. But uh, if it once again, it just comes back to the point. I love when artists sound like where they're from. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, <laughs> ironically, so you talking about like changing, altering sounds? At least the heat makers. Ironically, their sound still sounds good, mm-hmm. even in 2019. Versus, I was rapping my homeboy series. He's like, "Have you ever listened to Change Clothes recently by Jay Z?" I was like, "No." He's like, "Go back, Change Clothes aged." Are you saying horribly. that uh, Star Trek Pharrell didn't? I don't know. I think Pharrell shit is timeless because it sound it sounded weird back know, then. It's still shit, gonna sound weird now. That shit sounds like video game blippity bloop bloop bloop. That's all of his. He's a blippity nah, bloop. This, this this was bad. <laughs> it was bad. Change Clothes aged horribly. Huh. I'm about to go back and listen Definitely to it. Definitely go back and listen to it. It did not age well. And then it's um, right, and then you know what songs right after it on the album? What? Dirt off your shoulder. <laughs> with, with all the Timberland drums and all that. Definitely. That held up. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that so that's what I'm saying. So <laughs> once again. But it's still it's still my microphone is still that ass. sound. Um East Atlanta Santa 3. Did you hear that one? Yeah, I could do without it. Yeah. Well. More hits on the way all through that thing. Shout out to uh yeah, I'm what's, what's my boy uh Max Ori Ori A, I think that's his name. It's a kid from Kansas City. He's uh he did the crazy ass hook on there, the Mr. Mr. Wop, Mr. Wop. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because when you listen to it, you could tell that was a Kansas City dude. Like it's such a weird we just got some weird ass musicians here, but we make really dope shit with our weirdness. Um so shout out to that. Uh, more hits on the way. Uh, major thing going on right now is Jay White is in the studio with Meg the Stallion. So we're going to be working on that here soon. And it's sounding crazy. Um, with that came a lot of hatred <laughs> um, <laughs> from the Cardi here, B fans. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Like they're going, they're going wild right now uh, off these clips. And I'm gonna keep it G. Megan is gonna rip them beats way harder than Cardi B. Listen, bro. Cardi's a beast. We love Cardi. We discovered right, Cardi well, the same not, day. What we're not gonna do? We're not gonna tell these lies, nigga. We you sat there and watched Bodak nigga, Yellow with me after years ago. Okay, we fuck with it. Yeah, we fuck with that. Nigga, I you know I don't like, like Invasion of Privacy. You know I don't. I couldn't tell you about the whole album. I just know like it like that was fire. No, it wasn't. And uh, it, that song was horrible. That's that's good record. And I don't argue. With uh, Bodak was fire. Bodak was fire. But she still represents like the whole the whole landscape we're in with female MCs right now. She ushered that in. Like Nikki's been out for a long time, bro, and it was not a bunch of women because Nikki's uh, the landscape with Nikki was I can be the only one. No one else can stand around. Cardi came in and it just didn't feel that way anymore. It felt like there can be more than one. And now look at how many dope women we have rapping. Like all the way from uh, Rhapsody to Cash Doll to 
Lizzo. Like we got this big ass spectrum of female MCs. We we, we had them. Big Nicky was the biggest, but wasn't nobody giving a shit about him. To be honest, like no, they wasn't eating, bro. Like you can't you can't listen to three songs on the radio now without hearing a female rap. Yes. So, I mean, I think it's more misogyny, more misogyny than anything. Versus, <laughs> it's kind of no, they definitely they definitely were there. They definitely existed. It gets tricky with this because it's because, like oh, the 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 companies are in the business of making money. Right. So they give the people what's going to make them money. But at the same time, they still have the power to sculpt what we want to hear. So it's like, I don't know, with with uh, with female rap, it's kind of like a chicken and an egg thing. Yeah. Like, I wonder, uh, I would like to hear the listeners feedback on it. But like, do you guys think that we are listening to a lot of female rappers now because we think that shit's dope and that's what we've always wanted? Or because the labels are force feeding us nothing but a certain thing, which I don't want to say force feed because that sounds like a negative uh, I mean, spin I, on it. But, like, I mean, but you can definitely say this. For the most part, all the female rappers that are at the forefront pretty much have this same platform. Right. Uh, even like mumble, mumble rap. If everyone hates mumble rap so much, why does it sell so much? Is it because they're... And why would they be in the business of mumble rap if it means no money. First of all, somebody's first, listening to well, it. Well, here's the thing: I don't get what mobile rap is, and that's usually a people. That's this a hip hop purist term. Yeah, and when people say yeah. that, I'm just like, eh, get the fuck out of here. Like, I so I've never subscribed to mobile rap because people, the same people that will say mobile rap exists and try and lump Twenty One Savage into it, you loved a lot. So yeah. miss me with that. Yeah. So it's usually people that believe that song shouldn't have choruses, hooks, but. They believe that like, you should not be able to dance to it. Oh, no, you're having way too much fun. You know, what's funny yeah. is I remember whenever I first started uh, making music locally, like in Kansas City, and there was just this rift of either you're a dope boy and you rap about shooting motherfuckers and having a bunch of money and driving a new Chevy, mm. like your fat tone, or you have to be lyrical, miracle, pyramid, <laughs> four billion syllable rhyme scheme type motherfucker. So it was funny because I was trying to find this place of like, I guess where I fit in and where my crew was, and I would be in the little trap spot uh, performing with the janky mics where the chords would fall out. Yeah. And then I'd go do like, you know, hip hop and hot wings with shout out to Miles Bonnie and all them like innate sounds crew. I'd go do that shit. Mm -hmm. But it was always like somebody in the crowd that's just like, not happy. One way or another. This motherfucker up there smiling too much. <laughs> this makes me want to nod my head and he's I don't like it. He's enjoying this. So. He's, he's appealing to women and I hate it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, I call those cypher bros. I can't fucking stand those, up. Oh, you know those. You know who they are. The, the niggas that be at clubs and be trying to freestyle over the. Yo, oh, yo, <laughs> get the fuck out my ear. Yo, they be the niggas that be trying to freestyle in the club over over nah. songs with lyrics already on. Just stay. Go to the studio, fam. You too. Uh, like you, I get it. I get you about your crap, but you have no business. No, nah, that's just disgusting. Yeah, that's that's, that's just disgusting. I hate that. Don't do that. But now nah, um, I don't know. But typically, for the most part, they all have the same platform. Uh, the biggest ones, and which goes back to the whole when everybody tried to jump down Jermaine Dupri's neck. Yeah. And he wasn't lying. People just automatically, every time you search, just certain things you can't be against, unless they, and then they try and label you. But Jermaine Dupri wasn't lying. Right. Um. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the Meg The Stallion, more hits on the way record. That's going to be about to be out of here. And here's the bigger thing, too. Uh, with Jay White being in Dallas as much as he has been, and her being from Dallas. Houston. Or Houston, from Texas, rather. Uh, I think that that's going to be a more organic sound already. Mm -hmm. And Meg can rap. She can rap. I, I, I can see that. Meg can rap. I enjoy her the most. 
out of all the female musicians that they're pushing to the forefront, I enjoy her the most. Hell yeah. I, like when I see her name pop, pop up on something, I check it. I'm definitely gonna listen. Her and uh, Cash Doll. Yeah. And Asian Doll. Absolutely, Probably man. So uh more hits in 2020, more life, more money, more success. Uh more pause. More pause. All right. So did you see the Drake interview? Right. You know I did. <laughs> All right. So in this Drake interview, they ask him a lot of stuff. They talk about how he came out, they talk about working with Kanye and they talk about uh Hold on, this is what rap radar yeah rap oh radar. so it's a fluff piece yes. no they talk about Pusha T and that's where that's where that's where it gets amazing oh, <laughs> enlighten me like it's a three-hour interview I sat and, and I think that's probably what, once again you know my attention span is not built for that all right well there was a point where um what's my boy name uh I don't want to don't give me a line yeah B dot B dot asked him uh he asked him <laughs> I go, he said, I go back and listen to some of your old Drake records, and it sounds like you doing a bad impersonation of yourself. And he says this to Drake, and I'm like, okay, you niggas came to like really do an interview, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> and you can see Drake kind of just like taking back, like, mm. but trying to be cool about it. So it was a good interview. Um, but the funny thing is, I've never seen Drake stutter and stammer. Yeah, you did when he was doing that LeBron thing, LeBron oh, Sunday. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What did LeBron something about? He said, so he said something he's like, "What did I say to you?" or something like that. He's oh, like, yeah, yeah. he's like, I, I, uh, he said, "You can never, you can, ne- you can never not make me proud or something." <laughs> that was like, so nigga, weird. Y'all are the same age. Why, why are you so? <laughs> so in this one, it was another level though. He asked him about the push a teeth thing, dude, and he just like, he basically said, "I bowed out because it was going to go to another place and like all oh, this, this, and this, and this." Right? Okay. Um. Yeah, that was hilarious. And Pusha T came up, and you just—I've never seen Drake dance like this. Not even in the Hotline Bling video. Not anywhere else. I've never seen him dance like this. But it was a good, a good part of it. So today or yesterday, Pusha T just tweets, "Ha ha 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 ha!" <laughs> like, <laughs> like. All 140 characters were high, high. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> Juvenile be proud. So I'm assuming, yeah, I'm assuming that Push just saw the interview, but uh, it's funny as hell, and it's interesting to see how this one is going to go down in history because he he's on record now admitting like, yeah, he beat me, and I bowed out, but he keeps saying, but it was because I was going to have to fuck him up. Essentially, that's what he's saying. But here's the funny, like Pusher T had it best. His mother really believes that this rap stuff, like, that's what she said. My mother really believes that I'll be in danger. He's like, he has to explain to her, these niggas ain't what they say they are. <laughs> so, yeah. And Drake's whole stance was on the LeBron interview a year ago, whenever it was, was his exact words is when such a, when someone sees him, they're going to smack her. Something hit him in the mouth. Right. But why is it somebody else? Because he was talking directly to you. Hold on, hold on. Here's where it got crazy, too. Drake in this interview says, you know, things just go too far. Like, you know, that kid that just got shot in the head after a battle rap. You're likening. You see what I'm saying? Like, it's like this. It's like this passive aggressive tough talk. Like, niggas get shot in the head every day for disrespecting on wax. And it was just going too far. He's he's talking like veiled gangster shit. But. What's funny too is on the other end, this is a J Prince investment. So, and like once again, Pusha T said, 
I don't know Trey Prince. I've never met this man. Now, the one time I talked to him, he was the most respectful man in the world. But once again, there are still crash dummies everywhere, nigga. Like that's 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 what you got to really keep in mind. There's some bum that wants stripes all the time. So I don't doubt that uh, something could happen. God forbid. I subscribe to the same school that Biggie gave us. Niggas bleed just like us. What I don't like being scared is of a man to bleed bleed the same breathe the same air as me. Well, it ain't about even being scared. It's just from a standpoint of all the hype, all the hype in the, the peanut gallery and everybody watching. Mm -hmm. And then you really got to think like, yo, niggas really could die behind this. Like, it would just be fucking weird that it was at the hand of Drake. <laughs> like, but it could happen. Yeah, get the fuck out of here, bro. I don't even feel comfortable even playing with this hypothetical. That, like, But not because of Drake. It's because, look, remember whenever Diddy slapped Drake? And then we got the J Press warning. Puffy. Puffy. That was Puffy. Puffy. Yeah, was Puffy. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Puffy. So when we got the J Prince uh warning about people putting hands on his artists. Puffy. He he said he something. Puffy. He, he said yeah. something to Puffy. What do you say about Push? I don't know. It's nothing. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's that's it. Bro, you you but you I also don't expect everybody. To, I, I, don't, I don't expect everybody to do public PSAs when they're gonna fuck somebody up, though. Especially when it's if it's serious. I don't know. What I'm saying PSAs for uh, once again for baby. You might be better off when you get the PSA. I don't know. What I'm saying PSAs for baby because I'm quite sure Drake misses some money behind baby. I don't know the ins and outs of that, but I'm like serious. I said, I would I'd be more cautious of not getting the once PSA. again in Exodus twenty three one. Pusha T really laid it all out there. Like, you signed to a nigga, signed to a nigga, signed to another nigga, signed to another nigga. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> you think Push, you think Push has been, like, blacklisted? How? Because you know how dick riding this industry is, bro. How? How? People that listen to Drake don't listen to Pusha T. And vice versa. But the same agents and managers all handle everything. That's how the whole shit works. So I wonder, like, has he felt any effect in his career of somebody acting funny his, or his, fucking up back? His, his last album was his highest selling album to date as a solo artist. Daytona? Right. I just wonder, like, who has more clout? And, and Is it Drake or is it Kanye? I don't, I don't know. But once again, Pusha T doesn't need Kanye. Kid Cudi needs Kanye. Saha the Prince needs Kanye. Push T doesn't need Kanye. Push T does have a cult following to that point where it's kind of like I don't give a fuck where Push T drops an album. I'm finding that bitch. It's like a Wu Tang. I think it's like a Wu Tang type yeah, of shit. Push T, like you know what I'm saying? Like the people that listen, I can I can guarantee not the other way around because Drake listens might listen to Push T. But if you listen to Push T, you don't give a fuck about what Drake got going on. I've never listened to an entire Drake project ever in my life. <laughs> not one. I've never listened to one front to back. I swear before the Lord. I have, I don't care, good or bad. I've listened to every Clips project. Oh, yeah. From front to back. So, could have no. missed me with the Rehab Gang one, though. I like Ad, Ab Lava. I like him. He's all right sometimes. Uh, he has his moments. That fourth nigga that got the fuck up out of there, I was happy because he was trending. <laughs> I can't even tell you that nigga. I think it was Sandman. Got him the fuck up out of there. But anyway, which way? Yeah. yeah Sandman no. with the Sandman. Yeah. Push T, definitely. People want push it. People, Push T sneakers sell out. Hmm? You see what I'm saying? Can Pusha T dress or not? Just keep it a buck. We, we both love Push. We understand it. But can Pusha T dress? Bro, you're thinking too hard. He cannot dress. I don't see a lot of Pusha T clothing. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just... His play, yeah, like, his play clothes shit was... No, nah, his clothing lines are dope. Yeah. Play clothes and the... Because, you know, it was for D-Boys with money. 
Like those sweatpants be too heavy. Have, have you seen him on stage lately? It looked like it's like some parachute pants or some shit like that. I don't know like what that. he got going on. <laughs> it's but, like he, he wears like kimonos. <laughs> like this. Uh, I don't know. But like at one point, but at one point, like Meek Mill can a lot of these niggas can't dress. <laughs> a lot of these niggas get money and still can't dress. I need him to do better. Yeah. I don't yeah. know, but like his uh he has one of the best fashion lines though. But I'm saying, like when he's in a street rear bag real heavy, now yeah. he's probably on his high end shit. But like back when he was wearing calls and all that shit, yeah. he was definitely in his bag. I don't know, I don't see a lot now, but I imagine it's a lot of uh, unnecessarily overpriced shit. But when he said wearing dry fit in my shit, I was like, okay, I felt that. That's tough. Yeah, that's a good point. Once again, like I said, Pusha T, whenever he drops something, that shit sells out. Like, kicks, sneak, whatever the case may be. Pusha T sells out. Yeah. Niggas, sure. fuck, niggas fuck with Pusha T. Do you think, we, do you think we're going to get any more rounds out of that? Do you think Push is no. petty enough to keep jabbing? No. What? I won. And then you can always say, Look at the books. Look at the hit. Like, want, look what happened. I want in the moment that I say something else, it, it's, it presents an opening for you to say something else and get yours off. No. I want. Why do why do yeah. as petty as I am, once I've you've seen me destroy people. I but what know. about the Ross album? On the Ross album, he was still sending shots. We don't know how old that was. Ah, uh, that's true. We don't know how old that was. Because in this day and age, <laughs> stuff gets recorded. Because think about how dated some parts of games album sounded. Mm-hmm. Some games albums sounded a year old. If we never got another Rick Ross album, because I think because it, it could happen. Like right now, we might have got our last. And that's that's how he went out. Eesh. That's kind of tough, but Eesh. the catalog is still amazing. Solid. I don't think we're gonna get any Rick Ross. I think Ross might chill for a little bit. We won't hear from Ross till 2022. Yeah, I don't think we're getting Ross in 22 or in 2020. Um, Kid Cudi. It's about time for another one. You mentioned oh, it's never time for Kid Oh, Cudi. here we go. Forgot you, that guy. Um, people that complain about mumble rap and don't get upset at Kid Cudi, you're hypocritical. Yeah. Because uh, he might have been the first mumble rapper. Hey. <laughs> Cutter. What else? Uh, I don't know, man. I'm just excited for, for the year as a whole, and I really feel like we're on a turn right now of the sound of hip-hop. Uh, the content of hip hop. We just came from a solid 10 years, uh, ever since Laffy Taffy. Laffy Taffy was the beginning of the end. We've gone for about 10 the years now. The beginning of the end. When Crank That Soldier Boy came out, all that shit, all the dance rap, all that shit, dope, fun. I'll be having a blast to it. Some of the greatest memories are to that type of music. But, mm-hmm. oh, mm-hmm. hold on. Pause this conversation. Boosie on Wipe Me Down. God, holy shit, dude. Like, heard that song last night and really listened to how he was rapping. That's, know, what, that's why I like the baby, bro. Like, it's this level of I'm rapping my know, ass off. You know what's funny about Wipe Me Down? He don't even have the best verse. Who had the best verse? Wipe Me. What verse? Well, I don't know. Maybe it's the best verse to me because he was on some dirtbag shit. What'd he say? Um, you know, I can't think of music on top of my head, but he was definitely talking about how he... The nigga came in spelling his name. B-O... Oh, that's how he did. But Webby came in telling you how he's about to knock off all these, all these hoes that don't belong to him. I can't remember. But I just know niggas holes, niggas holes, niggas savage life. Come on, go. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, he went crazy. But, no, <laughs> but 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 when Boosie said, uh, I can hit him with the magnum or the charger or the burn. Ah, uh, he was stupid. He was stupid. He was stupid. I I would I would hit the grill, but I had a flight to catch. Yeah, Webby got loose. Webby was stupid. <laughs> he was just at the back end. He was just too far, too far gone. When Boosie said, "I got a hit name," set it off. When I sing it, everybody said it, it off. off. <laughs> I don't know why that shit was so amazing. When I sing it, everybody said it off. Oh, nigga! 
<laughs> like he's singing about he's on a, one song rapping about another song that everybody likes to sing when he sings. Yeah. I just thought that was like that was like Cameron level. I got a hit call set it off. But when I sing it, everybody said that shit so far. But um I want to see more of that though. I think that the baby is important because we're seeing what can happen when you get a fire ass beat mm-hmm. and wrap your ass off. Mm-hmm. And we're going back to that now instead of like the beat just fire and I don't know what this nigga on here doing. Uh, speaking of Walk Me Down, you see Sada Baby remixed it? He yeah. It, yeah. Walk Me Down. Sada Baby's another one. Sada Baby is making that Man. kind of club music, but he's rapping his ass off. I think that's super tight. Walk Me Down is hard. <laughs> yeah. Walk Me Down is definitely hard. Um, I don't think it's going to replace it, but it's definitely something. I, I, I play I play it on my set. I don't put them side by side. But I put them in my set. Uh, so in the clubs, we're going to get – I think Wayne is about to – oh, they found heroin on the man's plane? Or no, in the uh-huh. man's baggage or something? Wait, wait a minute. Well, <laughs> well okay. Well, wait, this, this is something, this <laughs> your, something that your segue was trash. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Something that happened uh during the break, I guess the the police pulled over the jet or I don't know, police pulled over the jet. <laughs> hey, get the fuck tail here. Hey. <laughs> hey, bro. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah. All right, my storytelling is insane right now. All right. Anyway, there was an, a run-in with the police, according to the news. And in Wayne's belongings, there was heroin found. Not surprising. But uh, that's how he did a year in jail the last time. Yeah, like this is kind of crazy. But what is lean but heroin? You know what I'm saying? So, like, uh, hopefully, all that shit can get resolved because I want one, I want that Wayne album that Carter Five was supposed to be. You know what I mean? And I know we can get it. He's like, that's all he does is make amazing shit. Um, so you say, I mean, once somebody's editing it and chopping down to a great album, like, yo, I think we could get a great Wayne album. That's what you think about Carter Five? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, that wasn't it, but I, once again, but it I'm was hella dated, it was I, really old. I'm not an over the top Lil Wayne fan, and you know that. So, uh, did you ever want to hear the nope. Wayne and Jewel's album? Nope, nope. I don't like Jewel Santana that much, so I damn sure didn't want to hear him and Lil Wayne. Who was the nice that dipset? Who can easy. By landslide. Did you ever like Jim Jones Hustlers, before this album? Hustlers, uh, product of my environment. I still slap that shit. Him Did they have something with Miami on it? Oh uh, no, that was the album before. Okay. And I think that's the one that had uh, him and Game when they redid uh, the Easy 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 E record. Mm, that but, shit was pretty hard. Yeah, it definitely was. But um, Hustlers, Hustlers. That's the one that had a uh, We Fly High balling. Mm, yeah, had the joint with him and uh, Hell Rail Poor Wax. Uh, That's when niggas had sparkly belts on. Oh, <laughs> man, so many wallets. So many wallets, bro. And my niggas here is gonna have me for this. So <laughs> <laughs> dealers had their annual New Year's sale. My nigga had the had the cool jeans that came with the wallet chain. <laughs> I was like, yo, <laughs> I just saw a pair of awful Dodgers and almost picked them up off the strength. There was so much embroidery on them damn jeans, bro. That's a high class garment. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna knock you because I was really about to buy some trash academics, wax, burnt orange jeans, mm. and wear them on here. <laughs> I could still get some Arthur Dodgers off though. Like it's quality denim, it is. dark denim. It is the only thing that gives them away. And they were the first ones, like not the first ones, but they were on the first of like going towards skinny. Like they tapered at the uh, yeah. I would rock some Arthur Dodgers still. I can't do all that embroidery. That embroidery's nuts. But uh. For the I just need just give me denim, maybe some slight washes. I don't need don't give me nothing boot cut. Mm-hmm. Uh 
Just give me some straight jeans. I'm gonna take them. I'm gonna get them tapered because none of them taper right. Shit. I gave Levi way too much of my money. So music, we're gonna get some good music in 2020. Um, what do I have? So you say? <laughs> like, I'm really trying to. Well, I'm it. putting some shit out in 2020. Like, so you say? You see? All right. Don't worry about it. I'll go to the studio. I bet. Oh wow. I'm gonna call it the 2020 mixtape. 2020 vision. <laughs> 2020 vision, baby. I saw somebody here had a New Year's party. That's what they call it. Come on, just get used to it all year. Y'all better have something to show for it at the end of the year. So many Kansas City rappers gone. 2020 Vision mixtape. Not even just Kansas City rappers, just rappers. Hey, I'm announcing right now. Mine is called the 2020 Vision mixtape. If anybody bite my shit, they just gonna bite your shit. You just gonna bite you on your. (laughs) (laughs) That's a very Kansas City thing to do. Just bite your shit. Yeah, you probably pay homage. Yeah. Um, I just saw Uncut Gems. Where are we? Yeah, I was like, where are we at? Our time wise, we got our time. Oh my god, I saw Uncut Gems. I'm sorry, I was supposed. Here's the fucked up part about movies coming out Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. I'm full. Like I don't. Oh, niggas asleep. Yeah, so I, I had every intention on going to go see it, and ended up at home. Woke up, and it was December 26th. Uh, there's like a new genre of movie being carved. First off, A24, the company that's putting out these movies. Remember when Lionsgate came out? And everything was real dark and grimy. They came out with the saw shit and like everything kind of looked like a Lionsgate film. A24 is the production company that's putting out these type of films. They had one called, uh, it was like a guy got bionically altered and he was killing people. Like the computer in his head made him go autopilot and just kill people. It was really grimy, dark, dope. They're all kind of futuristic. Um, This one was like, I'm trying to, to not give away anything, but basically... It's like a new genre of movie that's uh, anxiety-inducing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not a horror movie. It's an anxiety movie. Mm-hmm. So you just sit there with anxiety for two and a half hours, but not... It sounds like, why would I ever go see that? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to feel that way, but it's really dope. It's a ride. So when the character's up, you're up. When the character's down, you're down. Like, you're rooting for them. That's good. That's but fun. everything about Adam Sandler that was really um, annoying and grating normally plays to his strengths in this movie. And it's kind of like when Jim Carrey stepped out of his uh, comedy bag and started really acting, Mm -hmm. you realize these are some of the greatest actors because comedy is the hardest shit to do. Mm -hmm. So he murders this movie. How's Kevin Garnett, the basketball player? He did good. He, 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 You want to say he he overacted at points? I was assuming he just had to be himself, I thought. Right. But I think he did good. It's like he played like a basic basketball player. Okay. Like I don't really know much. Is he really a about, is he really a central part of the movie, or are they just trying yeah, to? Yeah, he's a centerpiece of the movie. Okay, okay. he's a centerpiece of the movie. Um, there's so many niggas in this movie, bro. Like I don't want to give away any of the uh, the the cameos, but there's so many people. I think I'm gonna actually go see that movie. It's fire. It's a good movie, and I could really see him winning something for this, uh, especially with Adam Sandler not being somebody who um, does that kind of stuff. Has ever? Yeah, he did a movie with Chris Rock that was whack. It was kind of a comedy, kind Ooh. of something. You talking about the thing he did on Netflix? Yeah, I mean, like one of those where he wasn't really being funny. He was just playing like a normal dad. Yeah, I remember that. He was playing a uh, he was playing a straight man. Yeah, he, it's weird to see Adam Sandler play straight man. So I didn't like that, but him playing these characters, there's moments in it that kind of remind you of Wolf of Wall Street. It's like that level of acting, but really dark, super good. So go see that one. That's a good one. I think you'll fuck with. Yeah, I, did, I like I said on Christmas I intended to go see it, but I was full of lasagna and uh, cheesecake. 
What are they talking about? Happy New Year's. Happy New Year's, y'all. We see it. Happy New Year's. What we got in the comments? That's really it. Just watch Happy New Year's. <laughs> hey, man, we need y'all to turn up in these comments wherever you're at. We don't, you know what? I don't feel like trying to switch over to YouTube. It's too much. But we'll watch. We'll read them. We'll comment back. Yeah, they probably fuck with us on YouTube. Yeah, man. Run the comments up. Um, Like I said earlier, we are on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. We are on Google Podcasts. Wherever you digest your podcast at, subscribe to us. Make sure that you're... Uh, it's called subscribing on all those things, I'm sure. For the most part. Yeah, so make sure you're subscribing. What, subscribe or whatever the... <laughs> Synonymous, yeah, whatever it is. Spiel, boom. Yeah. Uh, but that's all I got this week, man. It's been a pretty quiet past couple weeks. I've enjoyed it, getting my head back on straight. Now it's uh, it's back. How you not gonna RIP Don Imus? Yeah, fuck. All right, so uh, Don Imus passed, and Twitter. Roasted the, shit out, let him. roasted the shit out of his dead ass. <laughs> Twitter would not let him live. They would not. <laughs> Twitter let Don Imus have it. Man, but for real though. He had it coming. If you again, we're in the keep that same energy era. So yeah. if it's fuck you alive. It was fuck you when you did. Hey man, if you want people to like have some respect about you when you die, live a life that's fucking respectable. Like there you go. And for those, in case we have some younger listeners, for those who do not know, Don Imus was a radio personality. But how most of Black America remembers him is that he called the Rutgers women's basketball team a bunch of nappy-headed hoes, and it was something else. But that mm -hmm. was the biggest thing. And he, a bunch of, uh, I don't know what he, it was something else. But he called them nappy, they called them nappy-headed hoes. Yeah, it was a very followed old, by a bunch of laughter. A very old white man calling young black women nappy-headed hoes. On the radio, and the comfort, the comfort that was there for him to do shit like that. You see what I'm saying? It speaks to a bigger issue. But uh yeah, anyway, fuck him. Yeah. I just want to, I just want live to better lives though. Everybody that's all like, oh my god, how can you imagine if you're fucking like well, I'm not supposed to magically have a little bit of sliver of respect for Hitler because he died. Like, nah, fuck him. Like in the face. Good. Yeah, so I just want to get that out. Yeah, be decent. Everybody fucking be decent. Don't be a trash person. And then maybe nobody come to your funeral and not fuck cast. Oh, that'd be so funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be hilarious. But there would some, be somebody who's so fucking infuriated. Like, how could you? You know what I mean? Like, you crossed the line. You did so much. Like, no. With, with two feet. That's how you do it. <laughs> right. With a lot of force. <laughs> <laughs> you need to go from Bennett to, full, to fully outstretched. Yeah, don't be trash. You just do it like that. Um... As far as what I have going on this Friday, of course, I will be at the Firelight Lounge, turning up and turning out like I am every single week. January 28th, the kickback, get back makes its return at Southeast High School. It's Sunday afternoon. There will be a clothing drive to bring all your new or slightly used clothing. All of everything that is, is donated <clears throat> will be given to their closet. And it's free for all the students in the metro area. Just bring student ID. You in there? We have board games. We're working on procuring the video game pull up so we can get that popping. And uh, that's the biggest things on my radar. So I'm really excited about that. I work really. I've been trying to secure a school to work with me since last March. That's dope. And Congrats. so uh, it's definitely something that I really worked hard. And a lot of unanswered emails. <laughs> Uh, a lot, a lot of we. I'm, you know, it's seen me in 2020. 
me being more nonchalant. 2019 me would have shouted out the high school, the principal that played me to the left. <laughs> but the new me is going to let that school on uh, 41st in Indiana <laughs> live. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's all I got, man. So be sure to follow us on all social media nowadays on everything except Instagram. It's not nowadays 913. That way. That way. I'm DJ High IQ on everything. DJ H I G H E Y E Q. What else you got for me, friend? Uh, I'm just excited for this year, man. I'm excited to give y'all uh, more of these podcasts and move into the events. Um, it's just a lot of good stuff lined up. And, and thank you to everybody that's rocking with us and telling people about this show. Uh, like he said earlier, please do hit us with your feedback. We like to know uh, what you like, what you didn't like, what you thought was funny, what oh. you think is like. If you're if we outrage you, sometimes you can let us know too. Like I want to, I want to know. I just want to know where you're headed. All right, y'all, hear you. Uh, also, somewhere there's something else that we need to go and get off the ground this year. We gonna have we gonna have the rebellious podcast kickbacks as well. So really to be told, if anybody want to let us use their house, <laughs> <laughs> because we really don't like the other spots we've been seeing. So, you know, yeah. if anybody don't mind us having like 50 to 75 people in your crib, you know what I'm saying? Having spades and Udo tournaments. Yeah. Keep your eyes out for it though. Like it's going to, it's going to be a good little event. And the, the most important thing to me is that we get to, really hang out with y'all and see our tribe because the fun thing about this is that we've been developing just a good little group of people that now we basically link up with every Wednesday. Yeah. We just do it through a computer screen. But and we're going to start doing it in real life. And it give me another excuse to put more Rob on. <laughs> right. You get your fits <laughs> off. Yeah, get more fits off. Yo, I cannot wait to see the outfits on the crowd at a rebellious kickback. Like, y'all better come dressed. Ah, oh, yeah. Definitely, uh, definitely, because sure. it's definitely gonna look like the players' ball. <laughs> <laughs> all the furs coming out. Ah, yeah, we get loose. Yeah. We're so getting loose, but that's pretty much all we got. So we're gonna we're gonna actually cut this episode relatively short for us. You know that we go to for two hours. So hell yeah, man! Everybody continue to dream big and hustle hard. Stay living undefeated. Absolutely. This has been another successful episode of the Rebellious Podcast. See you next Wednesday at nine o'clock. Well, share this shit, ho. I thought she was going to say start stream on